Welcome to the Can of Spam Podcast, your weekly serving of nincompoopisms and absolute buffoonery. And don't forget the dad jokes and poop stories. Let's get it. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Can of Spam. We'll just kick it off. I told you I wasn't going to do the scream this time. But hey, this is um, Nick and... And this is Kavika. <laughs> Old man Lopez. And you're Poopitarian, and we are coming at you again remote. I think this is episode 38. Well, let me tell you guys what we have in store for you today. Um, one, I, I hope you're... There was a lady in the background. <laughs> she has memorized the intro line and is now reciting it. Was, I'm pretty proud. She started off real strong, and then when she got your weekly dose of nincompoopism and... <laughs> She almost had it. That's good. You should marry her, Kavika. Already did. <laughs> I'm excited. It's going to be a good episode, and I'm really glad to be back doing this with you. Um, it's fun. Yeah, man. It's been it's been lonely. They keep talking about this whole social distancing thing, and I think you brought this up, right? It, you, you don't want to be social distancing. You just want to be physically distancing, because because what? Yeah. Because you still want friends. Right. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. It's like, I, why don't they call it physically distancing? But I think uh, Melissa was quick to tell me that what they mean by social distancing is whatever your current social circle is, so your family, stay within that social confined and don't go outside of your realm. Galaxy. (laughs) Whenever people use the word like realm in serious settings, I just think of like World of Warcraft. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Mortal Kombat. That's how we should. That's how we should open the podcast is with the Mortal Kombat drop. I don't even know if that's if that's that's it. exactly it. I just made that. I want to let you know that's exactly it. Mortal Kombat. Okay, good. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. All right, we'll edit that out later. That was trash. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, um, I just want to actually um, start with reading a review. So, if you guys don't know, please go on. I would say Apple Podcast or Spotify or uh, SoundCloud and leave a review. It definitely helps our channel. A channel, I guess, helps our podcast show. Podcast, whatever whatever platform you're listening to, uh, to, us, to us on now. Holy smokes, that's a weird sentence. <laughs> whatever app you're listening to us on now. Did I do that right? <laughs> <laughs> look. Why is that so hard for look me? Look down at your phone, what does it say? What does it say? Leave a review. Make it happy. Five stars. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right, so what what is the name of this uh, honorary reviewer? So I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) (laughs) Someone left a review, and their name is Got Screwed Over. And the title of the review is Won't Regret It. And it goes like this. Quote, never an episode that hasn't put a smile on my face or literally bursting out in laughter and tears rolling down my face, end quote. What a wonderful, wonderful thing to say. I don't really know his real name, but I'm just going to call you Bob. Thank you, Bob. Well, you know what? I really appreciate you. You know what I love about Bob? Even though he got screwed over, he's finding joy in our podcast. So that's my message to you guys today is Mm, leave a review. If you're getting screwed over like Bob, you need to tune in and listen to this. Because we will spark joy. Who's that? Maria Kondo? We are the Maria Kondo of podcasting. <laughs> Sparking joy with spammers around the world. That is so good, dude. 
<laughs> the Maria Con- Condo? 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 I don't know. We are sparking joy through millions of hearts around the world. This is our calling. This is what we're good at. Well, I'm glad you said that. Talking about poop. I'm glad you said that, Kavika, because speaking of sparking joy, the other day, Melissa ordered something on Amazon. And mm. it basically was an IKEA ripoff, but on Amazon. And it's this, like, maybe it's three foot high drawer cabinet. And it has these drawers on it. And it has, hold on, let me see. It's right here. It's got five drawers that pull out. And it's maybe three foot tall by like a foot and a half wide. That's a lot of drawers for a three foot tall thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. But let me tell you, putting this thing together, holy crap. I had to go in and tell myself, this is going to take seven hours. And I got to be okay with it. On top of it, uh, I just it came with zero. The instructions that it had were were extremely folded up. Melissa had to go online, and someone commented, "Oh, by the way, the instructions are in this teeny little secret compartment pouch thing that you need to tap with a wand and say a password in order for it to open and give them to you." That sounds fun. It's like a little adventure yep. in a box. You oh my! It's like oh. So after we got the instructions. I decide, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start this. So I, I start out real strong, man. I take everything out and I line it up in its own place in the middle of the living room floor. And then from there, I uh, I start looking at the instructions and it tells you like, this screw is labeled W7. This panel is labeled C. But here's what's insane. It said that in the instructions. Uh-huh. But the stuff wasn't labeled at all. So even though it's saying this is this panel's C, there's no C on the actual panel on the cabinet, you know, side or top or anything. You must have the gift of interpretation. No, I just was pissed. I could not believe that it was not labeled. And the stuff is all the same. So insert tab A into slot B, but there's no labeled A or B. That's exactly right. Mm. So all that to say is there's it's a cabinet, so you got to put tracks for the drawers to roll in and out. Right. So on each side, side right and side left, I put the tracks in, and then I realized I put them in the wrong side and upside down. So I had to take them all out, put them back on, and then after I get the cabinet together, I go to put the drawer in, I realized, oh, no, I had it right the first time. This This sounds like my entire life relationship with furniture being bought from Target or Walmart. That's exactly right. Or anywhere that sells furniture that's not pre-assembled. Yeah, why don't they hire an assembly guy? I know at like Lowe's or Home Depot you can have them put together your grill and go pick it up. Uh, Yeah, so when I bought my desk I had gone through probably I don't know, when we first moved in I think we bought probably five or six pieces of furniture total before I got my desk and by that time I had lost my shiz and I paid a guy like a hundred bucks like 150 bucks so that he would assemble it and then deliver it to my house because I was so tired of buying the thing loading up this thousand pound box on my shoulder putting it into my tiny RAV4 taking it up to my condo taking it out of the box and having chaos just pure chaos in my condo with styrofoam Styrofoam, styrofoam is the devil. I hate yep. styrofoam. You open one of these boxes and it explodes in a plume of fear. Let me tell you, people don't think it snows in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, it does. 
It's called furniture from Target. And it gets everywhere. It gets stuck on my forehead, static electricity, and I can't wipe it off. <laughs> we bought two shelves from Target, and I think in order to get these two working, I went through probably two other boxes of shelves that were either dented or scratched or didn't line up or were missing parts. And having to pack all of that crap up and gather every piece of styrofoam and put it back in the box and return it was a nightmare. And by the end of it, I was like, I hate everyone. And you did that twice for the same like shoe rack? You, re- you opened it, nothing, returned it twice? So we bought one, yeah. So we bought one and it was dented, returned it, bought another one, assembled it, put it back up. It's fine. We needed a second one because there wasn't enough room. So we needed two racks, bought another one, crap, took it out, assembled it, and it was scratched, like super scratched that I like to the point where I was like, screw that. I'm not paying money for something that's just damaged. So I packed that up and returned it. So now I have like the remnants of three different shelves scattered around my condo. But I finally bought the fourth one and put it back up, and now we have two racks. But it took so much effort to get to that point. That is, yeah, I would have been heated. That was like we bought we bought our little girl this like kitchen set for Christmas, and me and Melissa put it together. Holy crap! The thing was like a thousand pieces. Isn't it fun trying to assemble stuff with your wife? No, no. Oh, you guys don't you guys don't love assembling things together? It really brings us together. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a bonding situation. You really <laughs> yeah, grow actually, from it. That one wasn't as bad, the kitchen, because it was Christmas Eve, and we were trying to be excited, and we went in. Before anything opened, we said, okay, I love you. I want you to know I love you so much. <laughs> Whatever I happens. We're gonna, <laughs> right. Stick we're gonna breathe. with me on this. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're going to breathe. We're going to just take our time. We're going to just have a beverage or two and just, if it takes us forever, let's do it. See, that that's the thing I think people need to start having with their wives. If they want to assemble furniture or take on some frustrating task is you have to have a pre-circle like conversation with your spouse and say, babe, I love you. I am going to scream at you. I'm going to yell at you. I may even <laughs> injure you. But in the end, I love you. And I just want this thing to be assembled and put up so that I can put my pan somewhere. Yep. That's exactly, dude, that is so right. That is so, it's, it's, you're, it's all about the pregame. Yeah. And, and before you know it, two hours, you're sitting on the couch. Maybe you got some black eyes, but you're happy. You happy? You got somebody somewhere to put your pans. Yep. And at the end of the day, you realize this cabinet that you put together, you get the corner of a drawer. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> None of it's yours. All this work and you get, you get the corner of the drawer. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you really need. It's That's so true. Yeah. Everything will smush in at some point. <laughs> There's no organization in one drawer. No. It's like packing a suitcase every day. <laughs> I live out of a suitcase. That's exactly yeah. right. That I pull out of a box, a wooden box in my <laughs> closet. No, not, no. You mean in the side of her closet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We we have um a closet and it's half, half. And it's, you know, I have a lot of hanger space and stuff like that. So it's not that bad. Hmm. Hey, I, uh, 
the percentages are definitely a little skewed in our household. <laughs> as far as closet space that's owned by my wife. <laughs> She's in the room with you. We may need to switch topics she, quick. Yeah, my, my head, my right side of my face is burning up right now. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on to something <laughs> a little bit less. <laughs> I got nothing, bro. I'm trying to dig you out, and I, I got... I got nothing to dig you out right now. <laughs> save me, Nick. Just save me. Um. Yeah. Hey, let's let's jump into our only in Hawaii segment. All right. Let's so, do it. Tell me a little bit about how is this uh virus impacting our daily lives here in Hawaii? Well, in Hawaii, if you are not aware, our economy is pretty much I don't I don't know what the percentages are, but it's very highly driven by tourism. And being that the entire state has implemented a 14-day quarantine for all travelers visiting Hawaii, I don't know how long people usually stay in Hawaii. I imagine it's about or less than 14 days. So I can't imagine that anybody is going to be enticed to travel here, which is the whole point, right? Because we don't want people that are sick coming to Hawaii and getting residents sick. And then we have this you know, virus spreading all over the community. We've suppressed it pretty well I believe but it's a very difficult thing to calculate of when it's appropriate to open up tourism again so if it's a long time from now and tourism is not able to kind of ramp up that's a lot of time that companies are going without income that aren't able to pay their workers um, so people are going on unemployment spending less money here in Hawaii and it's just this circle of you know scarcity that we're living in here yeah, dude, you're right. Like hotels, my friend works at the hotel. He's laid off right now because they basically have shut down the hotel. Right. And that's that's a lot of a lot of people that, you know, work for the hotel industry, the travel industry, flight attendants. I have so many friends that are flight attendants and they've been furloughed for the past, I don't know, two months, I, I think. Um, luckily, they're still getting benefits, but they don't have a lot of income. And I know a lot of them, that's their only job. So a lot of people are filing for unemployment. But uh, unfortunately, our unemployment system is a—it's uh, pretty out of whack right now. I think we have the oldest unemployment system in the country, or the most outdated. Do you know anything about that? I, I've been talking to—I don't know anything about how the system itself, but uh, yeah, a few of my friends are like filing for unemployment, and they're telling me they're waiting on the online or on the phone for hours, only to get it like the server—the um, servers close, right? Something shuts down, and then they got to try again the next day. Right. There's there's really like our system is just completely crippled by the amount of people applying for unemployment right now uh i don't i haven't had a job like why i work for somebody because i've been self-employed for so long but i tried the file for unemployment and chances are i was going to get denied because i wasn't laid off the ironic thing is if i had worked at mcdonald's and then mcdonald's just stopped serving and i got laid off from that i would be getting unemployment but because i've built my own business for the past six seven years i don't get anything but the people that do have jobs and got laid off, they are going through this whole system of like calling the unemployment and 98% of the time you're going to get a, a busy tone. And then the one time you get through, it'll ring and ring and ring for probably two or three minutes. And then it'll say like nobody's at, or it'll, it'll just convert again to a busy tone. So I don't know how people are even processing going, going through this process without losing their minds. Yeah, dude, I, it's crazy. I don't even, I mean, I'm really thankful that the two jobs I have are still, I'm still working them, 
Um, I'm really thankful for that. So getting paid. And Melissa's job, she's an essential worker at at a, at a hospital, mm-hmm. and uh, is still getting paid for that too. So I'm really thankful I don't have to deal with deal with some of those things. But it is crazy, dude. Yeah, man. Um, I saw an article of this woman that I kind of like. It kind of flipped my perspective. People are protesting, right? Protesting that they should open the state and open up tourism and make everything like start normalizing everything again. Up until a certain point, I was like, that's crazy. Why would you guys want to open up the state and all of this stuff? But I kind of had to take a step back and realize, like, you know, I'm pretty lucky that my wife is in a job that hasn't laid her off yet. You know, she or not yet, but hasn't laid her off. It's a federal job. She's very secure in it. It's not going anywhere like I'm not making any money and I'm a little bit stressed out. But I can't imagine if I was the only person like the breadwinner in my company and all of a sudden I had no work. So I saw this article of a lady, she's carrying her like three or four year old kid. She rents uh, stand up paddle boards and like surfing and scuba diving, I think equipment in North Shore. And because there's no tourists, her entire company is like not making any money. So she had to sell all of her gear, like all the stuff that she used to rent out just to pay her rent. And then at the end of this, what? She doesn't have any inventory to rent out anymore. Her business is completely gone. She sold all of her gear. She's not making any income. And she can't even collect unemployment because nobody fired her, which is this weird loophole, right? Like, because yeah, I didn't get yeah. fired, like, I should have I should have figured out a way to put it on the papers that I am employed by myself, and I'm going to press this button and fire myself so that I could tell the unemployment system, hey, I got laid off. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law runs a stand-up paddleboard company, and same thing. They have He has no income because there's no one trying to book a tour to go stand up paddleboarding. And not only that, all the reservations that he had booked already that were paid, he had to refund everyone. Right. So it's like, not only is he has no income, he just had to give a ton of money back. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's not to say that this stuff isn't happening all around the country, right? This, everybody around the world, in fact, is going through this weird phase where nobody's buying anything. Nobody's traveling. Nobody's spending money. And the economy is just tanking. Right. Um, But I think, especially places that depend on tourism and people traveling to your location in order to purchase services and spend money. This COVID-19 thing, especially in Hawaii, because we didn't have this huge outbreak of cases, our cases were relatively low. If we were to open up tourism again and then have somebody that had COVID-19 come in here and start interacting with everybody, it would be pretty easy for the cases to start rising up again right because not everybody it's not like it burned through everybody and then everybody developed you know the antibodies or whatever relatively nobody got coronavirus here except for the person that lives in a room next to you i guess <laughs> ironically yeah, <that's> true <laughs> but the vast majority of people in hawaii haven't gotten the coronavirus and because there's no vaccine there's no antibodies it could easily start up like a whole outbreak again and we could be in the midst of another epidemic yeah it's hard to say did we did we like shut down at the peak of when things were really bad and then stave it off or did we shut down at the very early 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 stage i think and then that's that's what we you know you get what i'm saying yeah yeah i think i think we did like we were probably one of the states that shut down the earliest right and everybody was saying that oh we're overreacting but the fact is like we have the lowest case rate in the nation us and i think uh i don't know some midwestern state or something like that but we're literally on the bottom of 
the the list of you know cases per capita. So I think we did a good job, but it's so hard to figure out like when do we open up again because we could end up being a late bloomer as far as like an outbreak if we do open up tourism too early. So it's going to be a long road to that point because we have to figure out how do we safely let people back into the state to go on vacation and not cause some sort of epidemic uh, in the future. I'm kind of curious to see if there's going to be any things that like pop up or spring up like business wise to replace tourism sort of. So like what if they open up the pineapple fields again and we start (laughs) trying to make more pineapple because we can't open the hotels yet. So they try and open up something. I have no idea. I'm just kind of curious if there's going to be some things that open back up to replace. I saw some state that was, uh, I don't know if they did or were considering putting on like um, probation trackers on people. So you say where you're going to be and then just the, you put an anklet on and go to I'm your I'm pretty sure location. that was our governor or our uh, either mayor or governor was he came on and he said, we are exploring all ideas, including exactly what you just said. <laughs> Oh, man. I saw some people posting, like, uh, I guess they saw someone at the airport fly, or they saw someone on social media say, oh, I'm going to Hawaii. Tickets are cheap. They fly here, and then they see them all around the island on their social media when they're supposed to be on quarantine, and then they reported them or something. And she got, yeah, she she was like a social media personality. And Oh, yeah, you saw that too, yeah. Yeah, I did, and they ended up, after I think after like three or four days, like the authorities found her and basically shipped her. They can say they told her either you can stay here in jail or we'll pay for your ticket to leave. And she left. Uh, there's actually been some of the islands here has hasn't even seen a case. Lanai. Of, uh, yeah, Lanai, right? Is that the only one? Uh, well, I th- Nihihau probably and some others, but the main I th- one. I thought there was somebody said that there was one case on Lanai, but it's weird because Lanai is so small. There's literally like a hotel and then so what's funny about that um article that i read about one person from lanai has it they actually live on oahu they're just from lanai oh and the way the the media kind of construed it made it sound like there's a case on that island so there well, there, is. there is a um Ni'iho, which nobody can travel to and i'm sure they're doing fine over there but nobody can communicate i don't know who communicates with them to find out so i assume they're fine otherwise i think we'd we would have heard about it yeah, I feel like we definitely, the whole island would have got it because it's one family, right? Uh, mm, I don't know if it's one family. I think it's, I think it's a community. If you don't know what Ni'ihau is, now I'm not an expert, so I'm just kind of, I'm, I might be making this yeah, tell up, us. but I, it's an island that kind of, they've secluded themselves from the rest of the country and even the rest of Hawaii. Um, you cannot go there if you are not, if you don't meet certain criteria, like you, you are a member of a certain family that lives there or you're a researcher or something like that, but you can't even go there. And if you live there, you're basically living off the entire ecosystem on the island. Is that right? Like you, you're not getting yeah. resources from outside of that island and they're literally living off the land, I think. Yeah, I think it's, I know it's owned by the Robinson family and you got to be invited basically by them to get on it. Something like that. You know, if you're a spammer and you're listening and you know more about Nihau than I do, definitely hit us up. We'd love to hear it because I'm very curious how they're doing it with this whole COVID-19 thing. Especially if you're from Nihau and you're listening, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> See, this is one of those things, right? Where you live in the mainland and you think of Hawaii and you're like, they're in grass huts. Do they even have internet? 
I could be doing the exact same thing right now with people from Nii. I have no idea. <laughs> They're probably like sitting there on their laptops, like this guy's a freaking moron. What do they? What does he think we're doing over here? You think we're in grass skirts? I wonder if they are. <laughs> <laughs> have you? You know, you can see that island from Kauai. Like, there's an outlook I went to, and you yeah, can yeah. see it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and it's there's some tall cliffs out there. Yeah, it's crazy. I think my friend he went diving off the coast of Nihihau, or so he was he got invited, or I forget exactly, but he was allowed to go spear fishing off kind of near there, which is kind of cool. That's cool. I know there's a there's a special shell from that island. That's yeah, kind of Kuana Taurus is famous for um, promoting these Nihihau shell necklaces, which are worth like thousands of dollars, and I think you just assemble them into like this lay type necklace. But I don't know how many that's you have pretty, to collect. Cool. It's like thousands, I think. It's a lot of work oh, for one neck for one necklace thousands of shells yeah because they're really small they're right. like the size of a like smaller than a pea mm-hmm. or something like that anyway we've strayed a uh, little <laughs> we've strayed a little but uh i kind of want to ask you another like only in hawaii question being um born and raised here kavika tell me a little bit about footwear in the house i'm kind of curious wait what do you mean footwear there is no footwear in the house. Exactly. You damn tell me right. Why. <laughs> tell me why. Tell, tell me why, and tell me um, your experience with it. So I had positive. a I have an uncle that frequently visits here, and he's been here enough times to know, but he'll forget every once in a while. And whenever we go over to my parents' house, and he walks in with his shoes, everybody freaks out. It's like we don't even know English anymore. We're just making noises and screaming, and then he like runs out the front door and like kicks off his shoes and throws them across the yard. Wearing shoes in the house or slippers in the house, or if you're from the mainland, it was sandals in the house. If those are the same pieces of footwear that you wear outside, you absolutely do not wear them inside. And I know mainland people are going to hear that and think, what the hell's wrong with you? The floor is so dirty in your house. My rebuttal? It's because you're wearing the same footwear outside that you were in the house. If you take it off at the front door, it wouldn't be dirty. I completely agree. I completely agree. Especially, too, you think about public bathrooms. Oh, think oh about God. It. You, you go to Costco and you go in the bathroom. There's pee all over the floor that you can't see or you can. And then you go home, get in your car. Now it's in your car. And then you go to your house and you're wearing the shoes in the house. Now you have Costco pee in your house. Yeah, yeah, you sit on the couch and then you put your foot up on the coffee table. Now you have pee on your coffee table, which is great. It's a great way to get diseases and stuff. You'll love it if you're into that. What have you done when you go to the mainland and people wear shoes in the house? Do you leave yours on or do you take them off? It's such a hard thing to like process when I see people walking in and I'm like, what do I do? I have this moment of like anxiety because I want to walk in and just follow them, but I'm like, this is wrong. This is fundamentally wrong in my head. And I have to do something different. But I end up just walking into the house and just like accepting it. But the entire time I feel uncomfortable. Do you also kind of think to yourself like these people are filthy? Oh my God. My, I So a lot of people in Hawaii like to sit on the ground. Japanese culture, you like you sit on the ground when you eat at the dinner table. The ta- dinner table is very low. Um, so I love being on the ground like i'll lay on the ground that's my jam so if i have carpet in the living room like a lot of times i'll just sleep on the carpet in the living room and that's actually how i grew up i I slept on the ground for a good portion of my life (laughs) if you're walking inside with your outdoor shoes like that ground is 
completely filthy in my mind. So when I walked into the mainland and I like had this instinct of make yourself at home and I'm like, frick that, I'm not touching your floor. You guys are filthy. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this though. Let's say you're laying on the, you're at the park today and you're laying on the ground in the park reading. That shirt now is dirty. What do you do when you get home? Oh dude, I, okay, we all know this. I'm a sweater. So if I go anywhere, <laughs> especially the park, if I'm out in the sun, I'm already like, I know I'm sweaty. So I won't even sit on my couch. I like if I if I've been outside for any portion of time that I know I've gotten quote unquote dirty, and I I have to admit my my uh, definition of dirty is probably a little bit more uh, broad than most people. But I don't sit on the couch. I don't sit on the bed. I will literally go straight into the shower so that I can relax because I can't relax until I've convinced my brain that I'm clean. Yeah, that's what I hate when I. I, I try and be really conscious if I'm sweaty of sitting on people's furniture. I really do. And if I've done that at your house, I'm sorry if I've sat on your couch. But when people come over to my house and they're like disgustingly, we work out together and we come over and they sit, I'm like, I tell them, I'm like, please sit on the floor. Get on the floor right now or leave. I just hate when someone's all sweaty and gross and they sit on your couch. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably even tell them like, don't sit on this portion of the floor. That's my portion of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, just go home. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. We, you know what? We're not we're not friends anymore. Yeah. You smell too tell, funny. I'll even tell them, look, we're about to work out. You're going to want to come over afterwards. You're not allowed. So I just want to establish right now that after we're done, please leave. That's that's perfect. That's why even when I um if I work out, I like something I like changing my shirt because I'm like gross and I don't even like sitting in my car sometimes with like a sweaty shirt. So sometimes I'll try and change my shirt. Or like, um, I'll take my shirt off and ho- and hope that I wiped off with like my towel or something good enough. That way my car isn't getting a sweat bod. See, I'm a little, I'm a little weird in the sense that I don't like to get clothes dirty unnecessarily. I'm the same way with like batteries. So I'm kind of neurotic. Like if I go on a video shoot or a photo shoot, like uh, if the car- camera's not being used, if there's a 10 second gap where we're not using the camera, I'll turn off the battery or turn off the camera to conserve the battery. I have that same approach with my laundry. <laughs> uh, you don't you want to, even if you're going to wear the, so basically you already dirtied a shirt working out. Um, you don't want to put on another shirt after because that'll get, that means two shirts for right. one workout. That's like, that's like wasting a shirt. That's like leaving the water running when you're washing the dishes. It's true. It does waste more laundry, but I'm all right with that. Yeah. So what I do is I just keep a designated stinky sweat towel in my car. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, and then I just I just wear the <laughs> filth on me all day until I can get home and shower. <laughs> I wear the filth like a coat. Yes. A coat Proudly. of filth. Come and smell well, my cool. musk. I, I'm I'm really thankful living here. Um I grew up, my my stepdad um cleaned carpet for a living. So we weren't allowed to wear shoes in the house. Like my whole life growing up. So it was actually no big deal moving here and not wearing shoes in the house because that's what I did anyway. So he, he would spend his whole life seeing the actual gunk and grime that came out of the carpet once it was clean and yep. realized how filthy it was if he was to actually sit on it. That's exactly right. Now, Good man. Um, yeah. So what I do now, if I go to the mainland, I just have already decided in my head, I just take my shoes off. I just keep it going. I go over someone's house and everyone has, I'll take mine off at the door and everyone goes, what are you doing? And I'll just say, Oh, I'm just used to taking my shoes off. So I just feel more comfortable with shoes off. Yeah, but you don't feel like you're getting your socks filthy and then you put the filth back into the inside of your shoe. Not until this very moment that you said that. 
<laughs> Am I being a little too neurotic at this point? <laughs> yeah, and then that means I'd be bringing their shoe filth on my sock in my own house. So now you got to take your shoes and your socks off before you get into your own house. Mm. What about this? You wear slippers, right? Your slipper, you're outside and dirt is getting on top of your foot. Do you wash your feet when you get home? Dude, I wash my feet anytime I see a water hose. <laughs> I have a problem. I told you, I'm the sweatiest man on earth. So my hands and feet sweat just profusely. It's ridiculous. So if, especially here in Hawaii, everything's humid. So my feet are just sweating nonstop all the time. And naturally, the floor is not that clean. So you're kicking up dust and you're clicking up, you know, tiny pieces of rocks. If I walk, you know, from here to the end of the block, by the time I get to the end of the block, there's so much gunk on my foot. You understand how that's working? Oh, like I, the moisture I exactly is just collecting everything. Everything that touches it sticks to it. It's not like a dry foot. So <laughs> if I walk a block, my feet are filthy. And if I find a water hose or even if it's raining and I find a puddle, I like run my feet through the puddle because I, I hate the feeling of gunk on my feet. And when so I bring you, that you, in the house, I am so conscious of it. I will go straight into the shower, like tippy toe to the shower and spray off my feet. You need to get some, well, you live in an apartment, so you can't have like a hose at your front door and just hose it off, but you should develop some system to clean your feet when you get home. That's yeah. Uh, when I lived in not a condo, that was my ritual. I had a, we had the water hose outside right in front. I would walk over to it, spray my feet off, and then I'd walk into the house and I feel fine. But now here, it's like I always have this five minute buffer between when I get home and I when I feel home. Because <laughs> I have to go That's clean fun. myself. <laughs> you just live in a world of anxiety. <laughs> my life is because hard, of, man. <laughs> it's hard yeah, being I, sweaty. Not, not to get too personal, when you're like laying down to go to, you know, you're in bed at night and do you share a blanket with Jordan? Does like your foot touch her? And she's like, what is this slimy, sweaty thing? Thankfully, Jordan is the most like comforting person on the planet when, like, when it comes to that. She'll say she doesn't care. Whether or not that's true, nah, I know it's true. She doesn't care because she'll, she'll like grab my sweaty hand and like hold it while we're just, you know, hanging out on the couch. But it bothers me. Like, I'm more self-conscious <laughs> about it than she is. Now you're judging her like, wow, she doesn't care that I'm... She likes filth. Yeah, not like, what kind of <laughs> sick monster are you? <laughs> no, nah, that's really sweet. That's that's really nice. What, do you guys share a blanket or have your own? We do. We share a blanket that is called a... Uh, duvet. Uh, duvet, yes. Sounds like something that should be in the toilet. Yep. I didn't know about a duvet until I got married as well. This is a this is a thing that we have in our in our home, in our mm. marital bed, on our marital bed, <laughs> under your on Something. top of your marital it's, it's bed. It's in the proximity of the bed, <laughs> of the marital bed. You know what the other weird thing about having sweaty hands and feet is, is that they're sweaty. Yeah, yeah. That's the main. <laughs> that's the main thing. There's a sub problem though, is it's all the time, whether it's hot, whether it's cold. If you have any humidity. My hands and feet are sweating. So it doesn't matter if I'm inside, right? Because humidity permeates the entire universe if you live in Hawaii. So if I'm inside and I have the AC on, my hands are sweaty, my feet are sweaty. The AC is making my hands and feet cold, which makes it the most unpleasant, clammy, cold, dead limb you could ever feel. And it's so gross. I'm, I can feel it now. I hear the spammers reeling like, old man Lopez, you are a nasty, nasty person. And I am. 
I am. And I want you to feel my pain because this is what I have to live through every single day. You are a nasty MFer. Thank you. Thank you for confirming. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. At this I moment, my feet, you, dude, they're, like... they're cold. They're really cold, but they're f- like covered in a glaze of sweat. I really like feel fish. for you, bro. I just, I just wish there was a solution and I don't know any unless getting surgery to remove sweat glands. There is a surgery. You can have surgery done and have your hands, I think, stop sweating so profusely, but they don't have anything for your feet. Or they do, but it's too risky because it's so close. I think the nerve is so close to your spinal, something mm. technical that made makes me feel smart, but I don't know it. So it's it's dangerous. But the what I guess would the hand you rather one. have sweaty feet or sweaty hands? Hands. No, 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 sorry, oh, you- feet. Definitely feet. Yeah, because you you touch stuff and it gets sweaty, basically. Yeah, Versus when I'm carrying feet, my camera just... half the time, like I'm wiping my hands on my shorts because if I just hold it, the camera will be covered in sweat and like slip out of my hands. Is that bad? Yeah, I, I just I just wish there was something I could do for you, and I just feel for you. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's ju- let's jump into um something less disgusting. Uh, I just want to talk about social interactions. We're still talking about our pandemic a little bit, believe it or not. Um, I noticed that people aren't saying anything. Even when I'm, I was walking the dog the other day and you, I walked by someone, like I had to kind of go around them and I said, excuse me, nothing, not a peep. I was in the grocery store and I'm going like through this guy, a uh, lady's looking on the shelf and I kind of have to go in front of her to get past. And I say, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Nothing, not a freaking word. And I just feel like everyone is so on edge and not talking, just even in basic human decency. It's, it's like people are becoming, I don't know, zombies or something. L- let me ask you this. Were you wearing a mask? Yeah, and so were they. What kind of mask were you wearing? Was it just like a surgical mask? or? Okay, that's funny you asked that. It um, was a fabric mask, and it was uh, Darth Vader Okay. print. And they were just, wa- oh. oh, whoa, whoa, you have a Darth Vader print mask? Yeah, my sister-in-law made it, and the thing is sick. Yeah. Where, where can we go to, to get some, some Star Wars masks? Does she have a website know, or anything? S- well, she made me an Aloha shirt. Can we give her? And she had she had leftover fabric from that, so. Oh, interesting. I'll see what I get. She Bro, made you I'll a Darth I- Vader Aloha shirt. Yeah, and it glows in the dark. We, we need to talk offline. You, you've been holding out, my friend. I, she actually she made me a Luke Skywalker one. I never told you about this. I'm getting more and more angry. Please stop talking. All I right, need to. I'll, I'll show them. <laughs> I'll show them to you later. <laughs> you hold it out point, on me. <laughs> my point being, though, is I had a very friendly, really cool, welcoming mask on, and she still snubbed me. Okay, well, so the interesting thing is, I have just realized this. I don't know if it's a theory. It's more of a realization. We use. We have um, a couple of those 3M masks, like the, the 8511 or whatever. It's like a respi- respirator. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it does a really good job of containing all of your, I don't know. Everything. Everything on your face and then also preventing stuff from getting in, right? I have to admit, when I wear that mask, I don't like talking to people. I don't like opening my mouth. Do you hmm, know why? I, that's a... No, why? Because... It just makes me realize how much my breath stinks. 
<laughs> that is what Melissa said. She's noticed she's been taking mints and gum a lot more when she's wearing her mask at work. Yeah, seriously, like I didn't want to talk to any every time I open my mouth, I'm like, oh God, this is like I'm it's self-torture. I just smell my breath. I'm good. Uh see, when I'm talking and I don't have a mask on, I have no idea. So to my knowledge, I'm mm. fine. But when I'm like recirculating that into my own nose, and that's the only atmosphere that I can smell, it's a rough life. That's a good point. Maybe people are just being not as interactive because they're wearing a mask and it's just hard to communicate. I think the moral of the story is if you're going to go out in public, brush your teeth so that you can be a social butterfly. This is like the other episode we did. The moral of the story, whether you go out in public or not, brush your freaking teeth. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's the second time this has come up. It's come up. I guess it's come up to the point where if I've had to address not brushing my teeth multiple times, I, I probably have a problem. <laughs> I'll tell you right that now, was, uh, it's almost one o'clock. I haven't brushed my teeth yet. <laughs> <laughs> you judge me all you that want, was, uh, but I haven't left the house. That was Asian Oahu, right? Was was uh, talking about taking the shower in the morning or whatever. And, and then, yeah, yeah. And I just was telling him, what is the harm instead of taking your cold shower of just do your regular shower in the morning and regular shower at night? Like, there's no harm in getting clean twice. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Can't be bothered. <laughs> Sounds ludicrous. I what he said, but, yeah, I forget what he said, but it was funny. So, then I'm in Safeway, so uh-huh. speaking still the story. Uh, and I go to get, I couldn't find the garlic. It just was kind of hidden in this weird spot. So I ask a worker, oh, excuse me, uh, do you know where the garlic is? This man was so energetic and so excited. It's like this guy was living on an island for years by himself, and this is his first social interaction ever. People are crazy interaction. Oh yeah, he says he says to me, "Hi, the the garlic? Oh, it's right over here, sir. You probably walked right by it. Let me know if you need any help with it. It's right over there." And you then know what my st- favorite garlic is? I really like this one. I like the one that you can dip in the mustard and you can bring it out. It really goes good with potatoes. Yeah, the man was like giving me full on recipes and Were you gone he, by this you know, point? Was were you even like in listening range? <laughs> I was, you know, I was feeling like the same way he was feeling. I'm so glad to talk to someone right now. <laughs> so, I really appreciated it. You guys should have hugged it out. Well, can't we do should, that. Oh, yeah. Shout out though to these like grocery store workers and like fast food workers that are still having job. Who would have thought that the jobs that would have been the most secure were these that's right just saying that's right i never would have thought of that they're the front lines of groceries dude front lines so i was real thankful that this man got joy out of telling me where the garlic was you should have said you're welcome you're welcome for giving you the opportunity to experience joy bro that man has never been talked to in his life and he it all came out in joy when he could help me find garlic let me tell you that yeah man um I'm sorry you're unemployed, uh, and I'm sorry your unemployment is not working out. Um, anything else? You, I know we kind of mentioned it a, a little earlier. Did you want to touch on any any business, small businesses out there that have started up and now are failing? Oh, right, right, right. So um, on Wednesday, I think it was this past Wednesday, uh, if you haven't, if you don't know already and you are listening to this and you're like a 1099 kind of person, you work on contract, you have gigs and you make money that way. You're not employed by anybody. The state has opened up a new website called, I think it's P-U-A, 
hawaii.gov i believe um but it's it stands for the pandemic unemployment um uh act association i don't know something like that but i'm sure if you google it it'll pop up um it's specifically for those who are self-employed so you can now get government um you know assistance if your business has been severely impacted and you're not able to perform your normal uh you know services for clients or what have you because of the conditions that we're living in so me personally i was able to say that you know all of my clients have stopped um like all of the work that is coming from my clients has basically ceased and i also in addition haven't been able to travel to my place of work which is in my case like if i have a shoot i can't go to the shoot location if i have to go record something or get audio from somebody i can't go to their house anymore to get the audio so those were two conditions that i checked off um there's a lot more on there so a lot of them might not apply to you but there's some options that you can check off to make sure that you qualify and it's a it's a lot more I, the only problem is it's a new system and they say that they're trying to figure out how to qualify people because it's not just uh your tax returns anymore or it's not just a w-2 anymore that they have to look up they have to look up your 1099s to prove that you're making money so the the process hasn't been created they say that mid-may is probably the earliest that you're going to be able to get um assistance but i'm assuming just like the regular unemployment system once if, if you put in the dates that your unemployment or your lack of income started uh is a good chance that there there's going to be retro pay for that time as well so crossing our fingers hoping that works out for for everybody that's a 1099 or gig worker Yo, that's a great shout out i didn't really know much about that but i hope it all works out for you and for those listening i hope you can take advantage of it too man what a wild wild time i don't know when by the way i don't know when this thing is reopening and when we're gonna have our normal lives back this may be the new normal i think uh, honestly it's i think it's gonna be a long time i mean like i was saying from the the tourism thing uh you can't just feasibly there's there's no way that you can just open up you know tourism to full effect in the way that it was uh and not be at extreme risk for outbreak again so i think there's going to be some very very careful planning and slow integration of what we used to know back into you know i heard that 24-hour fitness is is having to consider at least i read an article maybe like a week or two ago of closing just because of their lack of um i guess gym being open but i'm like yo they still charge me what you talking about uh they shouldn't be they definitely did oh well that's weird because mine uh i got an email that said uh you know we're not going to be charging you because our gyms are closed dang maybe i should have checked my email better but i saw they charge maybe i should check again but maybe did you that's sign why up for closing. 24-hour fitness through like expedia or something maybe it's no maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> Not that Expedia gives out gym memberships, but I know there's like third party like affiliates that sell memberships like that. All right, I see what you're saying. But yeah, dude, that that'll be sad if they close, man. I'm gonna have to get a new gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to Honolulu Club. Oh. Better get your game up. Maybe lower your prices and everybody can come. Dude, that would be sick if they run some like back Promotion. open specials. You know, they're pretty sanitary. They got people people cleaning their equipment like 24-7 with sanitary like spray and to- towels and stuff like that. So, I mean, well, if there's one place that I would go back to, it would be there. I'm wondering why gyms haven't opened in the sense of, of um, appointment-based to where if you just call and say, I want to come in with one person is going to be over there and I'll be over here 
for this hour time slot. I mean, you would be a lot able of to, coordination. Yeah, but what else they got to do? Well, my understanding of twenty four is they're pretty low effort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You walk in there, you pretend if you just stand there in front of the the um, the code thing and type in random BS and then just walk in, you're gonna get into any twenty four hour fitness that you want. <laughs> Yo, you are not lying about that. Well, hey, um, there's something else I kind of want to talk about that I found pretty interesting. I didn't, I didn't know if you knew that in San Clemente, I always want to say San Clementine, California. It's cement. San Clement, Clementine sand. Mm. Um, they filled their skate parks with sand to prevent people from skating, as in to limit interaction, right? And I just found that crazy. They dumped tons of sand in their skate park and it kind of annoyed me because if the state is doing that or the county city the amount of work it's going to take one to dump it all two to then clean it up when it's all done that is such a waste i feel like of money and resources there could have been way better ways have you ever heard of plywood just plywood it up (laughs) i I don't know i mean i feel like do they make a vacuum big enough to just like scoop up all the sand no exist industrial size vacuum <laughs> they do not do that i mean they might i don't know but then- it does sound insane because you basically just trashed a skate park that probably cost the city i don't know you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands i don't know how much a skate park costs but it's a lot of money and then they just trashed it yeah like they i feel like there's definitely better ways you could have done that can you just have a guard stand there and say please don't come in thank you just release a bunch of feral cats <laughs> yeah true And then this led me to another article. Sweden, I guess, was taking notes because do you know what they did in their parks? Uh, I'm I'm guessing it's not good. They dumped chicken poop all in their park to deter holiday celebrations. Chicken poop. I did not know this. They basically took a dump that was huge in the park to stop people from going and celebrating. Where do you get that much chicken poop? (laughs) I don't know. And That's why insane. I just can't believe the smell. Okay, I grew up. I grew up in the mainland, and I grew up in farm country, like cornfield. And let me tell you, when they would spread the chicken manure before, you know, for like to get the fields ready to plant, the smell is unbelievable. Oh, okay. So there are like industries where they collect chicken poop in masses and then give them to farmers. Yep, and that's how they fertilize their fields. Oh, man, I was playing it in my head. I was like, the government's walking up to some chicken farm and be like, what are you doing with all the poop? <laughs> we would like to use it to shut down our parks. That's bananas. I'm just Those like... manure. Well, man, I don't know. Maybe they'd start in a garden afterwards. Well, Conversion. Dude, that park is going to be blooming in a few months. What what I don't get, though, is I want to be in one of these meetings where they're, hey, guys, we got to shut down our parks because people are going to want to go and celebrate. What are the some of the things we could do to maybe stop this? How does that get through? Let's dump poop in it. It's crazy. How does that pass? Um, <laughs> Sir, I think we should take chicken manure, spread it everywhere, and the smell alone will make people not want to go. Okay, Nick, that's a... It's a good idea. Um, anybody got any other suggestions that don't involve poop? Yeah, you think they would say that. I think they said, well, we're about a minute into our meeting. There's going to be no better ideas. Let's do it. 
Yeah, they've been sitting in a room for too long. Social distancing has been violated and they need to get the hell out of there. So obviously the first thing on any guy's mind is poop. So seems to be the solution for everyone. What they don't realize is if they did that at the park here, that would encourage me to go there. Not discourage because I love poop. You're the poopitarian. I'm the poopitarian. I would be all over that. As soon as they did it, you'd be sitting at your computer and your neck would perk up like... I sense something. That's right. Something is awry. My and you just wander outside the front door and start walking, not knowing where you're going, just led by your spidey senses, your poopy senses, and then end up at the skate park and it's, just make a poop angel right in the middle. Dude, it's it's like uh, those cartoons where they would smell the pie in the distance and they would float with their <laughs> nose all the way there. What a wonderful day for pie. <laughs> That's exactly right. I just I just can't believe that like governments and are wasting resources doing things like this. It's that's crazy. Well, I mean, this is a, this is this could be a new tactic for all kinds of stuff, right? If you don't want people doing stuff or you don't want something in a certain area, figure out what that person doesn't like and just fill the area with it. Yeah, I'm going to just start taking dumps on things and say I just don't want anyone messing with it. I mean, I, I guess I don't like people messing with my computer, but I don't know if defecating on my machinery is going to make it any better. <laughs> Just drop a deuce right on your keyboard, and I bet you no one will touch it. Because I, like, I don't like poop that much. I mean, I like poop. Don't get me wrong. Poop's great, but not enough to sit in front of it and work all day. <laughs> I'm just, just some like, I just can't imagine. Like, Well, I was thinking I just, about it a little. Um, there's this cat that's constantly climbing on my car. If you ever had a cat climb on your car, their, their nails scratch everything. And I was like, what do cats hate? And I remember seeing a, a video of people putting a cucumber like behind a cat, and then when the cat turns around, it freaks out. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Why don't cats like cucumbers, do you know? I remember seeing those videos as well. It is so weird, I have no idea. The, my only guess is they're surprised by it. And that's what scares them. Just this really weird object that surprises them and it causes them to freak out. It's weird though, because they don't react that way to any anything else. But I was thinking of taking a book out of the city and county's playbook and just like filling my car with cucumbers. <laughs> that's so that's a good idea. Or just duct taping them to the side of my car. If you want, I can give you one of my trail cameras and you can set it up on your car. And put the cucumber there, and then when the cat comes, you could get it on video. There you go. There you go. But I just don't want them climbing on my car during the day because it scratches everything. Yeah. But then I got to replace the cucumbers. Hey, but you know what? I bet if I put that car in an art museum itself for (laughs) $50,000. That's exactly right. You just tape it to the car, and boom, $50,000. All right. I guess I'm not unemployed anymore. You just made yourself... I'm I'm an artist. (laughs) Uh, But this leads me into one more poop thing that I wanted to share. In Australia, there was a mystery human pooer. So this man built a sign directed to the human pooer. That's the mystery. Directing him, and it said, look, man, I know this is crazy times right now, but please stop taking a dump in my yard and gave him directions to the public restroom around the corner. This is this has to be the most empathetic homeowner that I've ever heard of. 
If somebody pooed anywhere near my house, Joe. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so true. Or on your house, Joe. I would I would not be uh I would not be very kind about it. I'd be like, look, man, if you poo on my porch one more time, or if you poo on my yard any anymore, like I'm coming after you. Oh yeah, I'd paintball him. But this guy's like, hey man, I know we got some rough stuff ahead of us. I know we've been through a lot together. It's me and you. We're gonna get through this. Just please stop pooing. On wait, wait, where does he poo? Where is he pooping? I think in the yard. Like, yeah, it's something like that in 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 his yard, basically. I just can't believe how kind this person is. What what I can't believe is if I was someone like pooping around, I wouldn't probably do the same spot. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if I'm like on a jog and all of a sudden the poop hits me and I got a crap in someone's yard, it would be more random than that. It's almost like this guy's waiting at home and be like, oh, I got a poop. I'm headed over to Bob's house. Right. And I'm going to poop his yard. And what makes you think that if this guy has a disgustingness to crap in this dude's yard, Mm, that seeing the the sign wouldn't egg him on. Now I'm really going (laughs) to poop there. Well, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the point of the kindness, right? If I see a sign that's like, hey, man, get the F off of my property. Stop pooping on my property. That might egg me on. I'll be like, "Oh, watch me do it now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a whole bunch of Taco Bell and see what happens." <laughs> Shout out! But the if Taco this guy's Bell like, again. "Look, man, I know it's rough out there. Just please stop doing that." I might be like, "You know what? This guy's all right. This guy's all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna poo in his neighbor's yard today. I'm gonna bring my poo elsewhere." Yeah, I'm gonna bless somebody else today. What is up with people just taking dumps everywhere, dude? <laughs> Like, this is like revengeful dumps. It's not even accidental where something came up. This is like you're targeting people. It's premeditated dumps. Yeah, it's giving me a bad name, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, it's it's his reps rubbing off on you? But I love it because I love poop. Rubbing off in, like, skid marks? (laughs) You know what's always funny when you hear about people pooping in places? You never see toilet paper. So I just assume this guy takes a dump, pulls his pants up, and he has the itchiest, rashiest butt ever because he didn't wipe. I don't know, man. I feel like people like that, they have to be blessed because they have to be one of those people that just takes, like, perfect dookies every time. Yeah, I like, guess so. You, you ever sit on the toilet and you just take a dump and be like, that was that was a perfect dump. I'm not even going to wipe. I'm not even going to bother wipe. I know it was perfect. My oh. butthole's clean right now, and I'm getting up, and I'm getting on with my day. I never chance it because that's one thing I hate so much is having an itchy butthole. You, may, you mean you never agent Oahu it? Wait, what? What does he do? He doesn't look to check if it's oh. clean or not. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that psycho. Yes, that is right. He just goes by feel and taste. <laughs> I, uh, I listen to he a podcast. He is listening to this right now like, you bastards! <laughs> Dude, I listen calling to me out and I can't defend myself. <laughs> Good. Hey, Don't I, worry, man. We'll have you back on and we'll we'll let you say your piece. I listened to this episode recently where they had a blind guy on this podcast, and that was the first question they asked him was, I have to know, how do you know when you're done wiping? Because you can't look at it. What did he say? He just said basically you just wipe to where you think it's enough. You know when you're like you lose one of your senses and your other senses become heightened? Maybe his butthole sensitivity went through the roof. I mean, I guess technically you could wipe, smell, 
wipe and just keep doing that until the smell wasn't strong anymore. Nick, that would take forever. <laughs> this is why you need You a also bidet. have you you you'd be a lot of pink eye. You'd have a lot of pink eye. <laughs> this is you can't get pink eye through smell. Just the so much particles, man. Poo particles. Yeah. There whether you see them or not, you don't see COVID-19 particles floating around. That's that's poo your particles make- are probably floating around just as bad. And when you bring it up the toilet paper to your eye or to your nose, I guess you smell with your nose, not your eyes, right? But right. they're in close proximity. <laughs> it's in the all same connected. General all, zip code. It, I think if you sniffed up a poo particle, it would probably affect because ear, nose, and throat is all connected. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's all yeah. connected. Hold on, ear, nose, and throat. That's not eyes, nose, and throat. That's an ENT specialist. That's a Sh- doctor. Shoot. I guess it, all this is saying. Sinuses. I, I would rather lose my hearing than go blind. Purely for wiping purposes. I had to think about that because we were talking about smell and sight, and you said lose your hearing. Yeah, I'd rather lose my hearing than eyesight. That way I can still wipe and not leave with an uh, itchy bum. I'm, I'm pretty sure eyesight's probably the last sense you want to lose. Hmm. That's Yep, you're exactly right. I bet that's always yep. low on everyone's list. Yep. Well, speaking of list, I'm so glad you bring this up. Let's jump into our next segment, Kavika. I think oh, I see what you did there. You're good. You're good, you. You're it's good. It's good, bro. It's good. No, 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 no. You're good, you. Don't don't listen to what they say. You. What? What the? You're what good. Are, what are they saying? Nothing. Just just not. Don't worry about it. What did Nick Kawagami tell you off air? <laughs> I'll send you the text thread later. I know that guy's vying for my job over here. All right. Um. I was thinking it'd be fun to do a top 10 list. And you kind of mentioned we could just go back and forth on these things. So I think just to stay on topic, to help people out, what are top 10 tips to stay productive during this quarantine? Uh, You want me to go first? Um, Anything you want to say about it or you just want to jump right in? Uh, I think think productivity uh, can be widely defined. So Mm. my, my list might be a little more liberal- Mm. You know? All right. I, don't know. I, I like it. And after we name one, of course, the other can't name the same thing. Got it. Um, there's really no ranking on who has better. This is just 10 tips for our listeners. So maybe we can even just put on Twitter, these are the tips. Like, there's no really vote, vote. And if you need to explain it a little, you're more than welcome to do that. Okay. So do you want to go at number one? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Sure. Um, Number one tip for staying productive while you're stuck at home in quarantine. Buy a bidet. Mm. It's not hard to find. You can find them pretty much anywhere. They're pretty cheap. Uh, Relatively cheap. What, 35 bucks, 40 bucks or something like that. Um, Now, I know what you're wondering. How does this relate to productivity? Well, I can definitely tell you that I spend much less time wiping my butt on the toilet or scratching my bum hole when it's itchy <laughs> now that i have a bidet it's a it's an underlying anxiety that i just don't have in my life anymore and it's great and i can go through my day and just uh, you know very lighthearted, not worrying about too much because i know that my butthole's clean I, dude you know and, and i'm not running out of toilet paper i love it and you don't have to wait at costco every day for it to be sold out because you have that's, a that's bidet exactly right so less time yep. Less time wasted. It's an anxiety that you just don't need in your life. And if you don't have anxiety, you can think a lot more clearly. 
Let me let me ask you this, Kavika, real fast on your bidet. I feel like when you first got it, you were like excited, but it didn't change too much. But I feel like you've been using it more than ever recently, and you finally caught on. You know what, man? The, there is a learning curve with the bidet. You know, I I learned that that little crank, the little knob for the pressure to turn off and then turn the pressure up. You you don't need to go that far. <laughs> you just you just need to turn it on just a little bit, just so the water's coming out because. At first, I was like, I don't know how I can ever get accustomed to the amount of pressure coming out of this thing. It is violent. <laughs> and at first, I was like tearing, tearing the skin open. It felt like we don't want. We, we should probably not talk about this. But it was, it was not a good situation. And then the water was getting everywhere, and I had to. I was using more toilet paper, wiping the water off of the floor, off of the walls, the ceiling. It was just bad. It was like a bidet murder scene. But now I've, I've. Right, right. It's like, you know, when you learn to drive, you, you don't know how to feather the <laughs> throttle. And you're like pumping the brakes too hard. And he's like, it's eh, 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 eh. kind of the same thing. Now I found my rhythm. I found the right pressure. Now I use four sheets of toilet paper and I dry myself off. And I'm That's good to so go. funny. You got to feather the throttle of the bidet. You are you're that is exactly right. That is exactly right. Oh, cool. You can't go zero to 60 in two seconds. <laughs> you got to build up that callus. I told you that already. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me go. So my second tip is I would encourage what I've noticed, my friends and stuff, everyone has very poor sleep schedules right now. So my number one tip is to get a mm. good sleep schedule and wake up. Don't stay up till 2 a.m. because then you're not going to wake up the next day early. So I would really encourage everyone to get on a good sleep rhythm, wake up at the same time, set your alarm. You'll feel a lot better and be more productive. Is this something that you adhere to? I have no choice. But yes. Because <laughs> your life is run by a two-year-old child. Right. So that little monster gets me up whenever she wants. She's my alarm clock. Ah, good. But it's good. I noticed, though, I, I, I'm glad because I'm up. Once I'm up, it's nice. I think right along with my uh, my persona in the true old man Lopez fashion, it, it doesn't matter what I've done during the day. By 10 o'clock, I'm exhausted and I fall asleep pretty easily. And then I'm up at like 5.30 in the morning. But yeah, I get you. If, if I do end up staying up and I have like work to do, which I don't, let's be honest, <laughs> I don't have work to do. Uh, but if I do stay up for whatever reason, I, I do feel completely exhausted during the day. And I don't, I don't know how to correct it. Yep. Naps don't work. They just make you, they just make it worse. And then you wake up in this like, oh, where am I? That's right. And if you, it's just confusion. And if you nap like five hours midday, you're definitely going to be up late at night again. And still not be able to wake up early. It's an endless cycle. Cyclical. Mm -hmm. All right, number three. Hit me with it. All right, number three. Uh, let's see. In order to stay productive, it's very important to keep your blood flowing. So I'm going to say make sure you get a little workout in. Whether that's what I do when I just like... I live in a condo. It's 45 stories. So I'll just go into the stairwell, walk up to the top story, and walk back down a couple times. Um... Even if it's like doing push-ups in your living room, get your blood flowing. You got to get your metabolism up or keep your metabolism up and make sure you don't fall into this slump because once you get into that point where your body's just like, well, he's not doing anything, so I'm not going to produce any energy. It's just, it's just a bad situation. So make sure you get your blood flowing. That is an excellent tip. That is something I would have picked myself. But this is not a draft. This is a list mm, for our mm. listeners collaborative well good thing because if it was i'd be winning okay let me go now <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, I'm going to say for my number, for number three, so number one, we got um, bidet. Number two, sleep. Number three, number three workout. workout. So my number four, sorry. So yes. I'm going to say read something. I think if you can um, commit yourself to like learning something new or starting a new book series, I think the, the act of reading gets us out of that binging Netflix and gets our mind working out. So mm. I would encourage people to freaking read something. Um, it'll be good for you. So that's my suggestion. You're a very big advocate on reading. Um, that's funny you say that because I used to hate reading. I, I still hate reading. I don't know if I hate reading. I don't like reading for recreation, <laughs> but I do like to feed my brain. So I think I understand the spirit of your number four. A peop- I can definitely take it as like feed your brain and don't become stagnant in your educating yourself. You know that this is if we if you had time, you got to clip in the Brian Regan, Brian Re- Regan um, hooked on phonics section where you got the guy that said <laughs> reading ain't never done no good or reading is stupid. Trust me, reading <laughs> will make you smarter. So, but yeah, like you're saying, it's feeding the brain. That's what we're getting at. So, got it. That's I can get behind that. I like it. All right, number five, Kavika. All right, number five. Um, I'm gonna go with make some rules. Um, I saw a post from uh, my my partner Dave. His wife made a little sign for his kids, for their kids. That was like. You can have screen time once these things are finished. And I think the idea of like making your own rules and abiding by them like, hey, don't go watch Netflix until you get X, Y, and Z done. Or don't, you know, you can take a rest after after two o'clock, but don't do it before then or whatever. But I think if you if you have some sort of system that you can abide by, that'll just keep you, you know, up and running and make sure you're um, checking off the things on your daily list that you need to. I think having some rules is very helpful. Discipline. I like it. Discipline. That yes. will make you productive because you'll be excited to get all the stuff done so you can do the thing you want to do. That's right. Awesome. Um, was it number six now? That was number five? I don't know. I'm not, I don't read, so I can't count. That's right. You don't read. <laughs> that wasn't a shot at you, okay? <laughs> all right. Um, my number six, I think it's six, is going to be start a home project or a hobby. So maybe find something that you can, like if you need to organize, the, Melissa's been organizing everything. So she bought like organizing trays and stuff for under the sink, bought organizing things for the closet, bought that organizing drawer that I put together for us. Um, and I and I have a, um, me and- Sounds like she's just giving you work. Well, no, she's doing the organizing, but yeah, that, that, oh, oh. that dresser thing cabinet was, that was a bear. But I would say start some kind of project or hobby that you can kind of commit to, and and it feels good to get some of that stuff done. I've been building a uh, this table out of mahogany, that's been pretty fun. So um, start a hobby or a project. That just sounded so pretentious. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm building a table out of mahogany. What have you done with your life? <laughs> I'm Ron Swanson. Get off your butt and be useful for once. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I have been. I don't know what to say. We've, we've been building this. It's eight foot by... <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I'm a badass. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a loser. All right, go to the next one. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, obviously, I've seen this thing, and I'm very impressed. What, like, well done, honestly. But for the next one, drink lots of water. 
I think it's so easy to sit down and watch TV and because you're not exerting yourself, you feel like you don't have to drink a ton of water. But the reality is, you know, your body needs quite a bit of water and doing nothing doesn't prevent you from needing it. So I even have like a every two hours on my watch that it just says drink water and it'll just go off every two hours and I'll walk over to the refrigerator and pour myself a glass of nice refreshing agua. That's a good one, dude. That's a really good one. I've definitely been drinking way more coffee than water. Wow. Throughout the day? Well, yeah, basically. I'll just have like a cup of coffee in the morning and then whatever's left, I'll turn in the iced coffee and I'll put like a scoop of protein powder in it and it'll kind of be like my midday lunch sort of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's right. You have a child. So, yep. Coffee, it hit, but water's, a, that's a really good tip. I like that one. I like the watch too. If you think of, my brother explained it at one time. It's like, Coffee is like the the atmosphere in which your body has uh, reactions. Like if you think of your metabolism, it's a reaction between two different things, right? And the way he, I don't know if this is actually how it works, but the way he like explained it, it's like water is the only place that that reaction can happen. So if you don't have water in your body, everything kind of just shuts down. So it doesn't matter how much like like say you drink an energy drink if you don't have liquid in your body the caffeine's going to have a small spurt of like energy or give you a small spurt of energy but it's not going to last very long because you're dehydrated and the the caffeine doesn't have anywhere to go so you're just going to end up like i guess peeing it out something like that that makes sense i like it i like it so if i want more caffeine i should drink more water mm. you should drink more ca- uh water with the caffeine Oh, I got you. So have a glass of water. Hydrate yourself. Well, I did add water to it, if that makes sense, when I make my little concoction. So. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah, that, that's a good tip. All right. My next tip, I think this is number eight. I could be way off on the whatever here. But number eight is going to be, I think you need to hi- have some good hygiene for crying out loud. Shower. If you're just staying home, you need to shave, shower. It'll just make you feel better and make you feel more productive. It's easy to just wear sweatpants and do nothing and I didn't go out, so why shower? So have some good hygiene and shower. Shave, cut your own hair if you can, I don't know. But that's my tip. <sighs> just broke my heart, Nick. I know. Yeah, I, just, I just went the whole thing of explaining that I didn't brush my teeth. I clearly haven't sh- <laughs> clearly haven't showered. <laughs> Sweating all over the place. <laughs> <sighs> this is for our listeners, Kavika. We can fine. live in our filth. We're fine. <laughs> This is for them. We don't have to abide by our own rules. We just make them. Right. All right. So this is number, what, nine? Yep. Um, okay. Do I want to go with something fun or do I go want to go with something serious? Um, let's go with something fun. I, say, I think uh, do something that makes you laugh. I think uh, throughout the day, especially when you're stuck at home, you feel like there's a limited number of things that you can do to find enjoyment or fulfillment. And I think actively seeking out stuff that makes you laugh or smile or lighten your mood, lightens your mood uh, is very important because I know at least for me, I'm an extrovert. So I get my energy from being around people and I haven't been able to do that for almost two months now, but I find that finding stuff that makes me smile or laugh, whether it's a video or looking up stupid jokes or giving the pupitarian a call or actually to be honest the pupitarian calls me more than i call him 
He's probably a better friend than I am. But we'll just uh, talk story and, and have have a few laughs about random stuff. But I think that's very important to keep your uh, to keep your mood elevated and uh, you know just keep keep everything light. Yeah, that's good, dude. That's like our life motto over here is like laugh and and have fun because life's too serious. It's definitely right? not live, laugh, love. Because if it's live, laugh, love, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> it's just laugh, laugh, laugh. Okay, good, good. Laugh, laugh, <laughs> laugh, and poop. <laughs> Point in case. <laughs> All right. Um, I got. I'm gonna do one more, and then we're gonna have a bonus round of one more. So. Oh, bonus. Um, my last one. This is number ten. Um, I got a few that I can do, but this one I think would would make you feel good. You should bless someone else by sending them a pizza or Grubhub or something like that. So if you have a friend, family, maybe they're unemployed, maybe you know that they don't have an income, you should like buy a order a pizza and call your friend and say, hey, there's a pizza outside your door. Answer it. So I think blessing someone else would be um, a really good way to stay productive because it feels good to help other people. I think that's perfect. My address is five five four three eight four four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a phone number. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, so that's um, that's our list of ten. Um, just we'll do. I'll do one bonus, and then you can do a bonus, Kavika. But my bonus okay. really fast is listen to Candice Man podcast. Shameless oh. plug. Oh, get bodied. Get bodied. Quarantine. Listen to the can. Yeah, we we're talking about that whole thing that do something that makes you laugh. Maybe maybe try this out. Well, I guess if you're listening to this right now, you you're trying it out. I don't know how that works. Yeah, but if you're, I, if you're if you're listening right now and you haven't listened to the other episodes, go listen to them. Ah ah oh okay I I got one. If you okay number twelve eleven whatever bonus 12. tip for being productive. Share kind of spam with someone else. I like that slam. Share can of spam with someone else. The next person you think of, the next person you have an interaction with, send them a a, a link to our our uh, Apple Podcast page, or just mention us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever the deal is. Share can of spam out there, and hopefully we are not just speaking into these microphones and it's being fallen on. What's the phrase? Dead ears. That works. No, I don't know. I don't know what the phrase. There's a phrase. It's it's being. Yeah, we're just going to move on. Anyway. If they share it out or tag us in it, um, maybe there's something we can do. We'll kind of mention them on our on our next episode. So if you if you screenshot yeah, the yeah, share that. of this episode or of a episode, well, then we'll, um, ta- we'll give you a shout out on our next episode. We'll do an honorary reading of your beautiful words that show up on our review page. Yeah, that'd be dope. All right. Well, I think that is the the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening, spammers. We we deeply appreciate you, uh, you know, commenting and just interacting with us. Um, again, if you guys have any suggestions on stuff that you want us to talk about, um, stuff that we've talked about before that you want us to circle back on, um, definitely hit us up at CanUpSpamPod on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna put up these, you know, 10, 10 or so steps of advice for staying productive on twitter so you guys can read through that i don't know if anybody's gonna care or not but we're gonna be back hopefully next week with another guest we're debating whether or not we have nick or brett back on just depending on availability but until then thank you so much again for listening i'm old man lopez i'm your poopatarian and we'll catch you guys next time shoots later
Thank you.